It's five minutes with me. Hey, friends, welcome to the 2024 season of Five Minutes with Marco. Today, we're going to talk briefly about conviction, collaboration, and calling. So, leadership in America is changing, and this is a very, very good thing. The era of autocratic top-down leader, it's mostly gone, and the use of manipulation, while still way too common, is starting to wane. And a new kind of leader, one who leads without power, at least that kind of hierarchical, manipulative, top-down power, is on the rise. While it's fantastic to see this new approach to leadership gaining ground in the world of business, it's sad to me that the church, the place where this Jesus-y style of leadership should have been all along, it's behind I have this topic surface in one way or another in every cohort I lead of the youth ministry coaching program, as at least a couple of the 10 participants are struggling under manipulative autocratic leaders who often justify their bad behavior with poor theology. In our coaching cohorts, we write these growth affirmation and challenge sheets for each other for our final meeting. And when I write these, I'm naming the amazing transformation I've seen in each of their lives this past year. And I'm regularly struck by how many churches are riddled with lousy leadership. During a coaching session I had with a participant on our final day, we were talking about leadership. And I surprised myself when the subject of this post came out of my mouth, all starting with the same letter, how seeker sensitive of me. I said, great leaders are anchored by three things, conviction, collaboration, and calling. Conviction is not about being the sole vision caster. It's not about forcing an agenda on everyone. It's not about being the heavy. Conviction is about being a culture evangelist and mission curator. Conviction is about ruthlessly protecting the values and not being swayed by attractive ideas, whether they're financial or numerical, keeping the peace, pleasing the powerful, those things that can erode values. You might be familiar with the seminal research done by Jim Collins resulting in his, I think, 2001 book, Good to Great. Churches were influenced by this book and the language of finding your flywheel and other helpful ideas. But an aspect that was regularly overlooked in the church, but which I found to be the most important finding, was the deep dive Collins team did on rare organizations that experienced a protracted season of growth that lasted well more than a decade. They looked at dozens and dozens of factors, but they found one commonality in each of these rare exception organizations. Instead of celebrity leaders or leaders who brought about a spike in growth that didn't last, all of the exceptional organizations were led by a leader they called level five leaders who had a rare combination of two attributes, humility and conviction. Conviction is my translation. They called it will. Whatever your leadership role is, number one seat or volunteer, what's your level of conviction, particularly about your mission, your answer to the question of why your organization or ministry exists? And is it tempered by humility? The second word we're using here is collaboration. Collaboration isn't about forced fun. It isn't about tokenism, and it doesn't need to imply democracy. Collaboration is about being a uniqueness DJ, mixing together the disparate skills and stories of your team into something symbiotic. Being a uniqueness DJ isn't about blending, which results in uniformity. It's about mixing where the outcome is greater than the sum of the parts. Collaboration is about creating spaces and processes and an ecosystem that values meaningful input and offers active participation at every level. But it's important to be aware of a few things. First, 
Collaboration pretty much never happens on its own. At the very least, it requires a culture, another word that starts with C, that supports and encourages collaboration. Second, younger team members just won't tolerate a non-collaborative environment anymore. This is going to be even more true when Gen Alpha kids move into adulthood. So the role of leadership when it comes to collaboration is twofold. Obsessively create a culture that fosters collaboration and model it, which means empowering others and getting out of the way. Our third word in our leadership challenge is calling. Calling isn't about lifting yourself up, and it shouldn't manifest as manipulation. And I'm not talking about calling in terms of you being you, no matter who you roller derby into the wall along the way. This is an all too common misunderstanding of calling exercised in poor leadership. Calling is about being a storytelling host, a champion of hope, and a trust guard. Calling is about living into who you were made to be. It's the self-actualized and healthy leader, humble and open, rooted in a sense of urgency, committed to the mission and unwavering in a sense of movement. It's about living this and calling others to this greater purpose. By the way, calling isn't fixed. I've experienced multiple shifts in calling over the years. Some of those were because I became aware of how my understanding of my calling was deficient or no longer contextually responsive. But other times, like the shift in calling I've been experiencing over the last three years, is purely about responding to what God desires for me and through me in this season. Don't just settle for a generic sense of calling, even though it might be true. Drill down on this, asking God to reveal a guiding principle or set of priorities that will inform every aspect of your leadership. Conviction, collaboration, and calling. Are you living them out this week? The Youth Cartel Podcast Network.